Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Use Your Congress for Good. I'm your host, Carolyn Oprah Moselle, and I am so glad that you are here. This is a podcast to inspire leaders, managers, and supervisors to use your powers for good to put more kindness into the world. So today's guest is Melissa Stedman. Melissa owns Moonbridge Marketing, a consulting agency that helps individuals start and level up their business using cross-training techniques to build their marketing muscles. Today, Melissa is going to talk to us about a tool that you can use whether you're a, uh, you lead a business, team, project, or community to help you manage the one thing in life that we just never seem to have enough of, and that is time. So welcome, Melissa. We are so glad that you're here. Thank you, Carolyn. It's really nice to be here. So tell us, um, well, first of all, I should tell people that Melissa and I met um, in a program called Made to Do This, um, which is run by Kathy Heller. And we both went into a program to learn uh, what our gifts were and how to get paid doing what we love. So by the mere fact that we're both here talking to you today about business, things in our business, um, I think that that program was a success. So I was so um, um, happy that Melissa was part of um, um, the humans that crossed my path during this program that um, uh, you know we've become really good uh, partners and helping each other and, and being uh, helping each other stay accountable uh, especially on this entrepreneurial journey that we are on which you know it takes a village. <laughs> Definitely does. Definitely does. So, Melissa, so tell us your story. What inspired you to start Moonbridge Marketing? Well, you know, it's funny. I was, as you asked me that question earlier, I was thinking, well, how can I explain this? I think I started in marketing positions because I got to do a little bit of everything. So the funny thing about any kind of marketing group is that you really get input from all different directions, both higher levels and lower levels. So you really get to see sort of the crux of all the different processes that go on. So I liked having my fingers in a little bit, a lot of different things. And that's kind of what led me to this, this position now where I get to help a lot of different businesses and a lot of different industries oh nice nice so you know I, I think you know when we got into these go into these journeys and try to understand what our gifts are you know sometimes you, you figure out that you have a lot of them so and I think um, you know you were able to pull together all the, the the gifts and talents and techniques and tools that you learned around marketing to you know share those with the world and get paid doing it about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, that was the other thing too. I, you know, you and I were both at a crossroads in working for other people versus working for ourselves. And those are the kinds of things we were in an accountability group where we just allowed the other person to kind of say what they were saying or say yeah. who they thought they were. And we would reflect back and, and then they would take and run with, with whether they thought that was a good idea or they wanted to go 180, you know? So, <laughs> so that was great that we really found each other at a time when it was a good crossroads. And that's what I think is coming up for people now stepping out of the COVID lockdowns and all of that and people are reassessing how are they working how are they managing how are they connecting with people around them that is so true that is so true so even more important um to get your time management under under control and so as I said we're going to talk about time blocking so what is time blocking Melissa can you just tell people who are not familiar 
Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly ran into it because I was trying to look to be more productive with my time. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Uh, I've got two kids who are in school now, but then I also wanted to start this business. And I was like, how am I going to get it all done? And what you very quickly start seeing, and when you add one more thing to your plate, is that you really run out of time very quickly. Uh, even working one-on-one -on -one to clients versus one to multiple people, you try to figure out how you're going to grow your business if you're out of time already. So time blocking is really a way, it's a process really, where you organize your time for the day or the week into segments where you are using the similar uh, mindset for the same type of task. That's really the, the crux of it. You know, most people don't get their, their um, their to-do lists ever really get done. It just is sort of an ongoing rolling list. Yeah. And so this is one way to kind of tag things down and move things forward from week to week. And by grouping things together, you find that there are times, you find time actually, by grouping like things together. And then uh, that, that eliminates the time between them that you would take to transition. So, you know, you reminded me of um, an interview I did uh, with a gentleman who said that he does not do anything that is not on his calendar. And, uh, you know, it, it reminded me of the time blocking process because you put, you're going to do it because it's on your calendar from the time blocking that you've created. So I, I found that very interesting because I'm like, how do you not have a to-do list? And I said, okay, well, I guess, you know, with the time blocking, you are actually putting your to-do list on the calendar. You are absolutely. And the thing about putting it on your calendar is that you're actually giving yourself a set block of focused time for one topic. And so that's different than having a to-do list where you might do the fun things first or the easier things or the things that you have, you know, you, you're going to see that person. So you get to do that thing with them. And I think that's where the, the dynamic comes with starting and stopping tasks and getting refocused is really what takes the time. That's the time that, that becomes a just buffer time that you actually find the time because it's not transition time anymore. You're focused on one task, same mindset, it doesn't become a rolling list. So you're right. I mean, very famous people use, um, Tesla uses it, you know, Bill Gates uses it. There are a lot of very high performing uh, business owners who use this time blocking as a way to uh, to create very focused time and same mindset. Because I guess you know, and, and I took uh, Melissa's um, course on time blocking, and one of the exercises was to just write, take a take a day, um, take a day, and write out all of the things that you do. And actually, it may have been a couple of days. I think I did two days. Um, just to write out all the things I was doing. And then I went back and just kind of categorized them into um, the things I could do on, um, similar things I could do on each day uh, at a specific time that I blocked off. So I think that it's really, really helpful um, you know, to, to or actually organize your thoughts and to help you to figure out how, well, the, the biggest thing I figured out was how much time I was spending doing a thing. And, you know, the thing That's that I spent a lot of time with is was recording videos. 
though. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the other parts of doing this exercise. And that's why I did that class in three days because I wanted each piece to be, you know, I wanted you to complete each section at a time. It doesn't have to be done in three days, but three sections because really putting your full thought into one piece at a time and the, each piece builds on the, on the piece before it. So really understanding how much time each element that you're doing takes, that's something that everybody, not everybody, but most people, I would say, at least for some tasks, highly underestimate how much time they spend for that. That is true. Um, and, you know, and then all with, with the new work wardrobe that we have these days, you know, you know, having to like, for us ladies, put on makeup and, you know, all the whole thing to get ready to do videos, you know, I found that, you know, definitely time blocking that has been helpful. Um, yeah. It has helped me to like, you know, be ready just for the whole day of in the mindset of what I have to do related related to the video recording. So uh, it definitely helps to get your thoughts organized. Yeah, I mean, and then that that comes to another term that they use called batching. You know, you batch, they, they say you can batch your social media or you batch your video production. You know, you can't batch putting on makeup every morning, but you can't, and you can't batch eating your lunch every day. You know, you can't batch that all into one. You'd be sick all week. Right. But, you know, the, the point is that, you know, you, you would have a certain time built in for that. So you don't find yourself that, you know, you start production at noon and really you needed to start at 1130 because you have some prep work to do, your equipment and stuff like yeah. that so really adding in that that real time that you need is is actually something that you lay out as part of that exercise because you really do need to add that in it really counts as the time you need and the more efficient you are the, the more other time you can find for things like family time or or time off or even just lunch time i mean a lot of us eat lunch right you know at our desks even at home <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and the, I was thinking that the closest thing I did come to time batching, especially um, during my time in city government, is I, I had a special assistant, Zoe, who would um, color code everything. And so I really got trained to understand that, you know, she put everything that was outside of the office was in green, you know, things yeah. that were in yellow were meant something, things that were like another color meant like that was something with the mayor or whatever the case may be. But, you know, so, you know, once you, it may feel like it's a, a you know, some work in the beginning, but well, just talking about it may feel like it's some work to do. But once you really get accustomed to what you've created, you, it, it really flows for you. And then you really, you know, learn to just kind of rely and depend on knowing um, that, you know, everything in green is, you know, this is, you look at your calendar in green and you're like, you know, at the end of the week, you have like all these places to go. So that may right. mean you do some other stuff earlier in the week. So, you know, I'm a fan. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I mean, that, that's part of it too. You know, part of it, and for me, being you know, working from home and having mm -hmm. kids coming and going, and a lot of people, you know, moms who stay at home still have stuff to do too. Mm -hmm. And all of us have appointments, and we all have meetings, and we all have groups of, you know, areas of time in between mm -hmm. that that can be spent either doing something productive or doing five things that are productive right. and it's sort of like if you can group the things that are like most like together then that then that's more efficient time for your brain mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to keep switching your mindset mm -hmm. 
you know, yes. giving yourself some creative thinking time that you need to start buffering. You schedule around that time. So people start to learn to work around your time. You don't schedule time in the creative time. Right. Schedule appointments there. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think time blocking is something everyone should try at least once, or maybe twice, because, you know, you, you have to acclimate yourself to a certain degree. But I think that once you um, start it and get yourself um, acclimated, then you, you know, you'll, you'll feel how it makes your life a little easier. And, you know, for me, I, I, I'm getting some time back because I'm not like trying to record when I can. That's what I think I was doing. Absolutely. And I think it also takes the decision making over what do I have to do next? Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got, you know, I've got two businesses. So I've, I, as I laid things out, I realized that there were some days that were naturally better for some days than other days. Mm -hmm. And some days I had recurring events that were for one business or the other. And so then it, the, it very clearly laid out for me which days had to be for which business. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. then you lay in the things that are sort of permanent or that you know are going to happen during the week that are outside of your control. And then it's just about controlling the in-between times so that you keep on mindset and you're, you're more efficient with your time. So, so just, just to kind of summarize, um, the, apparently I'm a fan of time blocking. So just to kind of <laughs> summarize um, like the benefits of time blocking, what would you say are like the top three to four benefits? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing of it is that you're using the same mindset in the same time. So that efficiency leads to productivity. So I would say that definitely it takes out the decision making of what are you going to do next? All the people who get anxious on Sundays, I call it sad Sundays because it's really kind of mopey or moody Mondays where people are just getting started. You know, at least you have an idea about what to expect, what your brain can expect that day. And then I think the third thing is that you start to teach people to respect those little boundaries of yours. And so that you can protect that mindset. That is, that is a good point. Um, and I, again, when I when I was in city government, I had, um, well, first of all, for those who don't know, I spent like most of my adult life in city government. <laughs> so, Bless um, you. So I have um, a, a long history of, of leadership development there. And so a lot of things that I've learned along the way, which I share now. Um, but I, um, I had, like, Anyone in city government knows that you usually will end up with like, you go in for one job, but you end up with one to three jobs all in one. And so I had, um, I had to like time block, which I did not call it that. Um, and I did like one task on, like I would block one, t- this, uh, the board of estimates, for example, I managed that, um, the board of estimates. That was on um, Thursdays because I had to get prepared for the following week. And so I would, then I would have like days that I would um, handle personnel matters. And then I would have days that I would do administrative matters, that kind of thing. So Right. I mean, you were time blocking back then. You just didn't call it that. Yeah. And so that's the same kind of thing where she had the mindset in one in the day mm-hmm. of estimates was the day of estimates, you know, yeah. and your weeks could change. You know, you can do this every like Friday afternoon. So you're set for the next week or you can do it Sunday morning so that you don't spend all Sunday waiting for Monday to figure it out. But yeah. that way you roll into Monday and maybe you, your Monday morning looks like 
admin. Maybe it's all making all those phone calls that you need to do and then just letting it ride through the rest of the week. But at least you knew then you had kind of a schedule and people would respect the fact that they can't interrupt you on estimate Thursdays or whatever, right. you know, Yeah. because you were prepping for something yeah. that was, you know, for a larger group. And so yeah. that's definitely where you start to teach people about, and I didn't really call them boundaries in my group, but I guess there really are boundaries at mm -hmm. some point too, especially when you need creative thinking time, you're yes. writing a book or you're batching your social media mm -hmm. or whatever it is that, that requires you to have uninterrupted thinking time. So this yes. really gets you focused. And that's what I thought about. Um, I really, I, during that time, I taught people how to respect those boundaries just uh -huh. by communicating with them what they were, number one, and then actually practicing them. And so, you know, in the beginning, people forget and all that. You just re gentle, gently remind them. And But as time went on, people knew not to, like, um, interrupt me if I was preparing for the Board of Estimates because it was a very focused and tedious detailed job. So, um, but so people will respect your boundaries once you institute um, time blocking into your schedule. So, um, but I guess what would you say to people um, who say, may say, well, this is not for me because my day rarely goes as planned and time blocking just seems like an impossible task. Absolutely. I mean, there are really two two places where people get tripped up when they're interested in time blocking. This is absolutely the first one. They say, my every day is different. And I would challenge that. And I would say, hey, look, you know, my days are slightly different every day too, but there's some days that makes more sense to do some things than other things. You know, if I'm get, if on Fridays, I'm getting, my brain is just ready for the weekend or prepping for whatever, you know, fun that could happen on the weekend, then, then that's a very different thought process than, okay, I'm going to get up and make something happen this week on a Monday or on a Wednesday, or it's taco Tuesday. And you know, you've got to work around getting your tacos on Tuesday, whatever it is. And I'm not going to say that anything is less important than the other, because yeah. it's really what's important to you. So the, the point though, is if you fall off that wagon and at least you have that time block, if something comes up and a kid is sick or the your meeting gets moved up or moved back, you have an opportunity to say, look, I blocked that time. I'm not going to use it this week, but I'm going to keep it on my schedule. Mm -hmm. And then that way, you know, you know that next week you go, oh, okay, okay, you get a little bit better every time. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a little better at using your own schedule. And then that's when you start teaching people those boundaries as well. Now, like I said, it could change every week. Mm -hmm. Trying to see, trying to use it for a couple of weeks just to see if you can kind of group those things together. Group, group the house things together. Group the kid things together. Group the meetings together if you can. So that way it gives you that uninterrupted time. And the second time I read... Yeah, I mean, the second time is really not just when you're, you think your days or weeks are different, but really the other time is when you have a project that's bigger than a week. You know, it's not just work where you go in every week and there's a slightly different project, but yours, I think you had a lot of ongoing things, but there were definitely more busy times and less busy times. And we all have those, let's say the lead up to Christmas for either retailers or parents or whatever, where you have a busier time. You've got to fit in time to uh -huh. shopping and Christmas cards or whatever, in addition to your already busy schedule. You know, and I think if you have a bigger topic, like you have a goal, let's say you want to, I don't know, people always say lose weight in January or February, right? right. In the summertime. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to fit in those workouts? Well, you've got to find that time to do that. 
And so by by breaking your bigger goal down into smaller goals, I call it the divide and conquer, divide and conquer it, you know, but, but my worksheets help you do that. They take the bigger group and they lock it down into smaller categories. And then you start building those categories into your, your weekly schedule with goals every week. And that that's really what becomes your the way to move ahead is by moving one little baby step every week. At least you're moving forward and you're not just standing still and moving backwards. You know, and that becomes part of that's just that mindset. Yes, yes. And the, and the you know, with everything, the mindset is the first thing that needs to be adjusted. I don't care what you're doing. And the first thing that goes too. <laughs> right. Right. So tell tell um tell us like the first thing we can do, like after this podcast, you know, they hit the stop button. What's the first thing that um, can be done to start the time blocking journey? Sure. I mean, I think the really the first thing is to figure out how much time you're spending doing what. So just the full list of list of tasks, even just for one day, and the. It's not just enough really to know what tasks you're doing all day. You might have an idea of it, but writing down every single little thing. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? How long is your commute or not? How long is your, you know, does it take you to do maybe a few phone calls in the morning? And do you actually do them? So how long does it take? What are your tasks? And then assigning a, what are, is a true, real time frame for how, about how long does that take you? If it does take you that long to do your hair, add it in. Mm-hmm. You know, if it does take you that long to make your breakfast or have your cup of coffee, add that in because that's where you can get off track is by not being true to yourself about how long things really take. That is true. And you you had a really good form that you gave out as part of your um, course that helped me to um, note what time I started the task and how how long it took me from the time that I started. So and that that was really it was instead of putting like eleven a.m. to two p.m. It was really helpful seeing like the amount of hours or uh, minutes that it took to actually complete the task, and that made it help. That help was helpful when I went to like time block, and I knew that I needed you know three hours versus an hour that I thought that it took me to do right. this, and then I. But when I put that hour down previously, you know, those things sometimes just keep moving down the week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, you can still move things down a week. But, you know, if you have these goals that you're going to try to move forward, you're going to try to accomplish those. And, you know, then you right. put tasks on top of that. You say, OK, within my podcast, what do I need to do? This, this and this. And then for you who does a regular item, this is a regular thing mm-hmm. that you do. So you have a regular one, two, three that you have to do. Send out this ahead of time. Do this on the spot. Do this after. So you know, you know, and they don't have to all be done in the same day, right. but you know, knowing what your process is and breaking that into tangible pieces is key. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, this is, I, I love talking about time blocking, you know, so, but I only blocked out a certain amount of time for this podcast. We will respect your, we will respect no, your no, no pun intended, but kind of. Oh, pun intended. <laughs> Come on. Who are you talking to? So, Melissa, uh, the question that I ask all the guests 
is um, how do you put more kindness into the world? I'm gonna go back to my first answer about being in marketing and seeing, you know, being in the kind of hub of a lot of different kinds of groups. And I've worked in very large companies and I've worked for small companies and now I work for myself. And so with all of those groups, you whether you're working on a project or you're working in a big company, I think it's really important to listen and to be present while someone's listening. It's real easy for us to be on our phone while our kid's asking us a question. It's really easy for someone to be talking to us and has, having our minds somewhere else, or even just looking somewhere else, but we think our minds with them. So I think for, for to improve kindness, I would say, really stopping and listening and being present when someone's talking to you. Um, I think for leadership, that helps what we people that work for you understand that you are paying attention and that they are being seen and that their thoughts are valid whether or not you follow them or not you have they have to be accommodated you know mm -hmm. you have to understand that they're a part of this group too and without them you can't do anything you know and, and people need to understand too that it's a two-way street leaders especially it's a two-way street you've got to have your in, in inspire your people to work for you and uh you can you are working for them too mm -hmm. you know in, in terms of inspiring them to to get the job done so that's a good point i used to always look at it like everyone was my customer you know yeah. my 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 boss was my customer my um staff were my customers and yep. the customers were my customers so yeah. Even Absolutely. My were my customers. Well, I mean, and that's what, what that in thinking of it that way, you are always providing good customer service. And right. when do people come back to you? When you've provided excellent customer service. Exactly. So that's something that we definitely need to think about. The customer is really always the hero of the story. That is true. That is true. Thank you so much for that. That's, I, I love that. So tell us what you have coming up and how people can connect with you. Yeah, well, I have this time blocking course on my website at moonbridgemarketing.com, but I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn under uh, at, at Moonbridge Marketing. Um, so you can find me there. I'm online for sure. Um, so I also work with social media, but I have a new course coming up. It's actually a free five day challenge called Spark Start for people who are starting side hustles and uh, new businesses. So it's a five day free challenge, if you will, um, to uh, each day we'll talk about different, uh, a different aspect of setting up your business so that by the end of this, you're up and running. Okay. So how do, how do they connect with that as well? Go to my website, moonbridgemarketing.com and I'll have something on the homepage and I have something, uh, a little pop-up that says, if you'd like to join it, join the, join the newsletter and I'll send out more information. Excellent. All right. Everybody hear that? moonbridgemarketing.com. All right. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. You have truly been um, a treat and a, a, a basket full of knowledge. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Carolyn, for giving, giving me a voice here. I You're appreciate welcome. It. You're welcome. And so thank you all for joining us today. And until next time, be better today than yesterday. Be better tomorrow than today. Bye for now.